You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Hey, everybody. What's up, Tiny? What's going on, John? You doing all right today? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Man, I'm ready for episode 31. We told y'all yeah, we're here right. for a long haul. Yes. Um, it's. Uh, it's another good week in news stories. You know, I got one about an argument on Facebook led to a guy getting shot in the butt. So, of course. Yeah. That <laughs> At least happened. it wasn't college football this time. No. I did I'm a, sure we'll have some yeah, of those next, right. coming up this fall, though. I've identi- identified with that because I've been threatened to be shot before in <laughs> Facebook arguments. So, John, your problem is you can't hear someone's tone of voice when you read a Facebook right. comment. Yes, That's why everyone thinks you're like this horrible troll <laughs> is because... When I read your comments, in my mind, I hear your voice. Right, yeah, I hear you know what me. you sound right. like. Yeah. Yes. You know me. But when people who don't know you read yeah. your comments, they think yeah. you're like the biggest jerk in the world. They do, yes. <laughs> but like one of the few, like we were discussing earlier, one of the few simple pleasures I have in life is getting into like a Facebook discussion with something and setting up a good joke, like four <laughs> comments before I actually land the joke. Like, I love that. When it works out, it's like yeah. the sweetest feeling in the world. So, uh, yeah, it's, I live for those moments and, you know, I've, I've ruined friendships on Facebook. I've ruined friendships with my, like my wife's friends. Like my wife has lost friends because of me on Facebook. So, people talk about Facebook bringing people together, but yeah. but really, Facebook tears yeah, people apart. Yeah, it'll, it'll drive people apart. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, how, you got some great stories. Man, I got a story about a, a guy from Honduras who, he's living in the United States, but his, he sent his wife pictures of himself pretending to be dead. Oh, wow. So, she would quit asking him for money. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I I could kind of understand that. Yeah. So, uh, what are we going to start with? Well, I tell you what. First of all, shout out to my wife who's not listening. Just want to say hello to you, baby, in case you do. But, uh, secondly, is, uh, you want to start it out or me? I'll start it out. Police in Germany have rescued a man who was being chased by a baby squirrel. All right. <laughs> Officers in, I'm going to do my best, Karlsrube. Sounds right. Arrived to find a man unable to shake off a tiny rodent. German police have rescued a man after he called for help, saying that the baby squirrel would not leave him alone. Emergency services received a call on Thursday from the man who claimed he was being chased down the street by the tiny animal. Okay. Uh, Police said that the unnamed man called them in desperation after he was unable to shake off the small rodent. (laughs) Officers sent a patrol car out to investigate and arrived to find the chase still in full flow. (laughs) But the drama ended. Suddenly, when the squirrel, apparently exhausted by his exertions, lay down and abruptly fell asleep. So he just tired himself out, I guess, trying to catch this guy. Right. (laughs) 
Officers took pity on the animal, which had probably become separated from its mother. Blaze said it likely targeted the man because it was in search of a new home. So this little Vegas girl's like, Daddy! <laughs> and he's scared to death running away from it. Wow. Quote, it often happens that squirrels which have lost their mothers look for a replacement and then focus their efforts on one person. Christina Krenz, a police spokeswoman, commented. She said that the animals could be very persistent, not just running behind someone, but entirely fixated on them. It can be pretty scary. Yeah, not, no. Right. <laughs> it can't. The man didn't know what to do, and so he called the police, but he certainly, he was certainly feeling a bit threatened. Uh, police on the scene appeared more amused than alarmed. Same here. Yeah, I, I agree. Too. Yeah, if that. If that squirrel would have still been chasing that guy, I would have just let it play out a little bit longer, yeah. you know? Well, yeah. that's In <laughs> fact, we were uh, when we were in D.C., you know, Hudson yeah. was – he got into a confrontation with a squirrel. <laughs> this squirrel was aggressive, and right. it was, like, barking at him, and, like, it would run at him. And these two, like, 20-something kids were walking by, guys, and they, like, pulled out their phone to record because they knew, like, the squirrel was eventually going to attack Hudson, and it would be great for their Instagram <laughs> YouTube, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why I tell Hudson, like, hey, buddy, you better get away because those things are, it was mean, you know? Uh -huh. So, uh, but I did watch it for a little while to see what would happen, you know? Like, well, I'll let my kid get rabies. It's going to be pretty funny. But this squirrel was actually, you know, yeah, it was it going was, to attack Hudson. It wasn't trying to love him. Right. Yeah. It wasn't, no, it was not loving. It was mean, you know? And there were several mean squirrels in Washington, D.C. Those inner city squirrels are rough. You know, if if I was a police officer and arrived on the scene and this guy's running from a baby squirrel and scared to death, well, yeah. again, baby squirrel, yeah, you know, yeah, I think I would have told that guy, "Hey, man, it's you or me." <laughs> Sorry, right. I can't help you. Yes. <laughs> I just feel like, hey, uh, let's get some squirrel dumplings going. <laughs> yeah. uh, the squirrel will be our new mascot. It will be christened Carl Frederick. Said the police write up. The squirrel has fallen asleep in fright. Uh, it was just a bit of fun. The officers thought up a name that would suit the baby squirrel. The officers took the sleeping Carl Frederick into police custody and then to an animal rescue center where it is said to be doing well. Crenn said the rescue center was looking after two other abandoned baby squirrels brought in on the same day for similar reasons. Hey, I wonder if they're related. <laughs> yeah, Some right. deadbeat squirrel mom out getting high in a crack house somewhere <laughs> leaving her babies at home. <laughs> She could be working two jobs to support her <laughs> squirrel family, all right? Yeah. You assume that she's got a drug problem? Yeah. How dare you? Sorry. How dare you? <laughs> she's working down at the eager beaver tree. <laughs> Did you say she was dancing down at the eager beaver? Yeah. <laughs> oh, gracious. So, anyway, yeah. that's the story. A man rescued from a baby squirrel in Germany. Yeah, well, I mean... It happens, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> a baby squirrel is not that intimidating. But then again, you know, I guess if you're not around squirrels all the time, you know, I don't know. Who's not around squirrels? I don't know. You yeah. know, our our number one sponsor, uh, Mr. White, who owns Cajun Curl, his nickname growing up was Squirrel. Yeah. And I will occasionally call him that these days now, you know, which I don't think it bothers him. But, you know, sometimes you got a nickname when you're a kid and you're like, no, oh, I know. I'm a grown man now. <laughs> yeah, true. That's true, Tiny. Yeah. yeah. I'm a grown man now. My name is this, not my nickname. So, um, which I, I'm cool with. I own it. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're, you're, you're great. <laughs> so, um, we got a, we got a story here 
And this is not when I first read it or or saw the headline, I thought it was related back to our pirate ghost wedding story. Yes. But it's not. It's actually a separate person, but it's in that same vein. Right. All right. Uh this comes from us from the metro.co.uk. And it is woman who is in love with a ghost now wants to have babies with him. Okay. I mean, <laughs> when a man and a woman love each other, you know, some they have babies. I mean, okay, I get that. But right. what happens when a woman and a ghost love each other? Well, we're about I to have, find out. I have so many questions. <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> Amethyst Realm, that's her name, Amethyst Realm, which sounds like a video game character. I was just fixing to say, she, you know she plays World of Warcraft. Yeah, right. Yeah. She's like a seventh level paladin Mage or whatever. Or yeah, something. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know all that. John Horton's listening to this right now, probably cringing because he, he's like an expert in it. Maybe we'll call him up and see yeah. if he can explain to yes. us what Amethyst <laughs> What's an Amethyst realm? <laughs> what kind of character is that? Um, she became a household name in Australia last year when she claimed she had slept with 15 ghosts since breaking up with her fiance 12 years ago. I mean, not very ladylike, I'll hey, say that much. Quit king shaming. <laughs> <laughs> She claims she's gone off men completely and prefers ghosts as she can communicate, feel, and have uh, relations with them. All of them. Yeah, apparently every ghost. (laughs) They're lining up in Australia. That's why there's not a – my house hasn't been haunted in the past couple of years. She Um, should start charging. (laughs) Now she has revealed her new ghost boyfriend and her are thinking about having ghost babies. She told the new idea, uh, which apparently is a publication in Australia. One day while I was walking through the bush, enjoying nature, I suddenly felt this incredible energy. I knew a new lover had arrived. <laughs> it's pretty serious. In fact, we're even, even thinking about having a ghost baby. And she added, I know that sounds crazy, <laughs> but I've been looking into it and I don't think it's totally out of the question. Huh. Amethyst also believes phantom pregnancies are ghost babies, which are unable to go full term. Hmm. Hmm. She's also said that her encounters, sorry kids, with ghosts always end. um, She's happy when it's over with. We'll just say that much, okay? (laughs) Okay. Uh, The 29-year-old, a little too old uh, to be having ghost ghost relations. (laughs) Yeah, Maybe she's in her prime. Uh, She said in December, uh, and last December and shocked the presenters with her uh, candidness about uh, having relations with the ghost. Uh, She left viewers baffled as she claimed to have uh, been with 15 different lovers. And uh, the shocked host host told her, uh, I could, I could imagine you've got quite a name for yourself in the spirit world. (laughs) (laughs) So, not much information in the actual biological mm-hmm. hurdles they would have to overcome for this to happen, but um, she's gonna. She wants to have a ghost baby. Is she saying just some or just all pregnancies that don't go full term are, I, are ghost babies? Well, I would imagine. Know? I'm not sure what a phantom pregnancy is. I'm 
just so everybody knows, not a doctor or anything. <laughs> uh, went to school for a long time. Not a doctor. Furniture sales. That's right. I'm in the furniture business. Uh, come on down to Spiller Furniture Mattress. <laughs> we have 13 locations. Have a new one opening up soon in West Point, Mississippi for everyone in West Point. We'll Get be, yourself a ghost crib. Yeah, we'll be glad to. Uh, we we can get sleeper sofas for the ghost sleepovers that you may have. Uh, we have a nice selection of bedding and beds. So uh, uh, you come on down and see us uh, at your nearest uh, Spiller Furniture mattress, where we have credit, 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 by the way. But I would think a phantom pregnancy is where someone assumes they're pregnant. You know, maybe they're, they've missed their cycle for a little while mm-hmm. and they feel like they're pregnant and then they go and get checked out and they aren't. A ghost baby. It's a ghost baby. Which, <laughs> Do ghost babies grow up? I don't. They grow up to be goat, like men ghosts or women ghosts. Or do they stay ghost babies forever? I don't know. That's a, that's an excellent question. And where do they keep all these ghost babies if they don't grow up? <laughs> There's a ghost nursery somewhere. There's a ghost nursery the size of <laughs> Jupiter. <laughs> what if you pull ghost nursery duty at the your local ghost church? That's got to oh, be that's, horrible. That's the worst. Yes, right. <laughs> Which I say, you know. We have our kids are not in the nursery anymore. When they were, we worked in the nursery, and I, I was I was never a fan of working in the nursery <laughs> at all. I, it's just not my spiritual gift. Some people are blessed <laughs> in different ways than I am, but yeah, I'm not a nursery guy. So yeah, luckily all my kids are growing up. You're you you're there. You I'm know? there. That's but, right. But I don't know because I think we got like a the ripe age of 38. I'm that's there right. again. You're there again, wiping <laughs> strange kids' butts and changing diapers. And I'm like, I don't even like changing my own kids' diapers, but I do it because they're mine. And now I got to change your kids' diaper, <laughs> and all because I love the Lord. Yep. <laughs> you know, like that's what I'm here for. But fortunately, we don't have to. No ghost babies. We don't have to keep any ghost babies. That we know of. Like, we can't see them. So I've never know. changed a ghost baby's diaper. What if it's the Holy Ghost baby, you know? <laughs> Which, I'll say, <clears throat> I, we've we've shifted from Holy Ghost to Holy Spirit, you know? Yeah. But when I was growing up, it was Holy Ghost most of the time. A much more intimidating term, you know, for like an eight-year-old kid at a rural Alabama Baptist church. Much more intimidating. You're like, oh, yeah, no, he's got the Holy Ghost. Oh, yeah. uh, we want the Holy Ghost to come in here. And you're like, what is going on? You know, you're just like a kid. You don't know. So, yeah. Oh, mercy. Okay, well, this next story is maybe we can <laughs> get a little bit better grasp on it. <laughs> Soldier gives friend a grenade, pulls the pin out, and then runs away with him holding the safety lever. Well, that's a heck of a prank. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like, well, hey, was this, uh, was this Johnny Knoxville? <laughs> this that's jackass? right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's like an opening scene to that show, know. you know? <laughs> anyway, a soldier has landed in hot water after an argument resulted in him giving a grenade to his friend, pulling the pin and then running off. They had fallen out and started fighting in the city of Dnipro, Ukraine. Oh, yeah. One of the soldiers says, here, hold this. And his former friend put his hand out, expecting to be given a mobile phone. Oh. So they're fighting, and he, I guess he thought that, hey, he's taking his phone out so he don't yeah. get it broken or whatever. Yeah, or, yeah, or what, or like... uh you know, here, right. you check this text from your girlfriend. She wasn't saying anything bad, you know. <laughs> right. And boom, it's a grenade. One of the soldiers says, here, hold this. And his former friend put his hand out expecting to be given a mobile phone. But when he looked, he saw what appeared to be a live grenade. And the first soldier had pulled the pin 
and he ran off. <laughs> yeah. Instinctively, he pressed down on the lever on the safety lever to stop it from detonating. Smart move. <clears throat> but realizing he couldn't hold on to it forever, and with no safe place to throw it, he started shouting for help. Huh. I don't know. I, would... I mean, I guess if you're in an urban area yeah. and there's just nowhere to, to throw it. You know, was that not like a hey, let's let's get in the truck and ride out in the woods or something? <laughs> you know, jump in the jeep. That's got to be scary. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, you know it is. <laughs> you're like, uh, well, as long as you're holding this lever, you're fine. Yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, now I've never been in the military. I've never had the pleasure of throwing a grenade. Although I would, I would love to. Yeah, do me that. too. That'd be so <laughs> awesome, wouldn't it? Yes. Yeah. But. I, I would think if I was in this situation, I'm looking for somewhere to throw it. But yeah. like like it says here, if you're in an urban area and everywhere you look, there's buildings and people. I can yeah. see how that'd be a problem. That's what you call an Uber. <clears throat> you know, like, we need an Uber. You got to go to the edge of town. <laughs> Passersby arrived at the scene and immediately after seeing the grenade, they called the police. Smart. Uh, Officer Alexander Sugnakov uh, could see that the soldier was tiring, so he helped him hold on to the safety lever. Uh, hey, way to go, Officer Alexander. Yeah, you know. yeah. that dude needs a raise. Because <laughs> yes. yeah. if me, I'd be like, look, man, uh, I'm going to stand over here. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you just make sure you keep that pressed. People also use sticky tape to secure their hands to their grenade while they waited for the bomb squad to arrive. So wow. somebody ran up with, I guess, a roll of duct yeah. tape and started wrapping it around Yeah, duct tape you know? my hand on this. But yeah. Then I'll be like, we better get this off quick. You know, <laughs> like, I need to throw it. Yeah, I would be like, I'm going to hold it down here at the edge, the yeah. bottom. Yeah, <laughs> and y'all tape go around. The, just go yes. around the lever. Yes. Don't yes. tape my hand to right. it. <laughs> yes, I'm going to need that hand later. Yes. <laughs> the soldier was later arrested at his a nearby home, and he faces up to seven years in prison. Mm, but here's tough. the kicker. Yeah. The grenade, it turned out to be a replica. <laughs> All this, Beautiful. it wasn't even real. <laughs> Beautiful. So can you, I mean, can you still get seven years in prison, I guess? That's a good point. I mean, okay, he should get in trouble because yeah. the Bob Squad got involved. Right, and yeah. This was a serious thing. I'm not making light of that. Right. He definitely should get in some trouble. But seven years, that seems seem a little extreme for us. Uh, when nobody was hurt. Right. And you know? had no possibility of being hurt. Right. You know? It was just. I could get, hey, we got to repay all the overtime calls for the Bob Squad. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you got to hand, you know, there's going to be some community service. You're going to have to, uh, you know, go clean bedpans down at the nursing home or whatever but ultimately it was a larp yeah it was just yeah. it's just a prank <laughs> so but i'll just say this if if uh if i held out my hand for you tiny to hand me your cell phone and i feel a, like a grenade <laughs> yeah, i'm gonna be like a grenade in your hand like did you switch to a nokia for like <laughs> <laughs> 1999, you know, yeah. like your grenade's got a whole different feel than your standard <laughs> right. phone these days. Of course, the Ukraine, I don't know what's going on over there, you know. I mean, like, is that a Windows phone? Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't need your bag phone, you know. That's pretty wild. Um, got another story here of a young lady who ran into a uh, little trouble with the law. Uh-oh. Okay, this is from the AP. It says, a woman tells police she's a clean thoroughbred white girl oh, no. uh, a woman seen speeding through a stop sign at 60 miles per hour which is 97 kilometers per hour <laughs> if you didn't know told officers they shouldn't arrest her because she's a very clean thoroughbred white girl <laughs> i was gonna say like thumbs down to her for giving away all our code words <laughs> you know that us white folks use when we get pulled over <laughs> yeah goodness gracious <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, it's a joke, everybody. Yeah, that is. <laughs> we don't have any code words. Wink, wink. Yeah, wink that we'll say on air. Uh, Lauren Elizabeth Cutshaw. Eyes were glassy and bloodshot, and she was slurring her words, and a breathalyzer showed her blood alcohol level to be at .18%, according to police in Bluffington, South Carolina. Cutshaw, who was 32 years old, told the arresting officer that she shouldn't be jailed because she was a cheerleader, a dancer, and a sorority girl who graduated from a high-accredited university. Far too white to go to jail. Which, by the way, I did some research on her. She graduated from LSU. So, <laughs> so I don't know why that's a high accredited university, but LSU. So, which, by the way, William Tecumseh Sherman was like one of the first presidents of LSU, if mm-hmm. anybody didn't know. So, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. They got a couple of cannons down there from the Civil War that huh. I got from Fort Sumter, I believe. You know, Sherman did a whole number on the South, and I think he took everything and anything he wanted. (laughs) So he ended up at LSU. Uh, Taken to the police station in handcuffs, she described herself as as a white thoroughbred and went on to say, I'm white, clean, I'm a white, clean girl, the officer wrote in his report. I asked what that had to do with anything, wrote the officer, who is also (laughs) white. And she replied, you're a cop. You should know what that means. (laughs) You're a cop. Oh, this is horrible. Oh, she's, you're a cop. Their next, or follow-up sentence. You're a cop. You should know based on the people that come in this room. Oh, oh okay. so, I hope, so I racist. I hope they dropped the hammer on yeah. her so hard. So racist. Also, she repeatedly stated, my partner is a cop, and said she had been trying to get to her boyfriend's house when she was pulled over on early Saturday. Which, oh, that, well, why didn't you say so? Yeah. Well, I'll say if her boyfriend actually is a cop, I guarantee you he's like, I don't know this girl. You know, like, no. <laughs> At this point, he's like, yeah. <laughs> and I'll, I'll just say she's she's not as clean as she claims to be. No. Wink, wink. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Cutshaw is a real estate agent, and she told uh, the officer that she had two glasses of wine at an upscale restaurant, which which standard drunk person pulled over <laughs> is they've had two drinks. You know, no matter if they've had thirty seven or they've another had, one of those code words. Yeah, right. I've only had two. Uh, how full were the wine glasses? <laughs> I mean, I was celebrating my birthday. She replied. After another officer found marijuana and rolling papers in her Ford Fusion, Uh she said she may have smoked pot earlier that evening as well, the report said. Oh, goodness gracious. Cutshaw was jailed on charges included drunken driving, speeding, and marijuana possession based in part on her own statements. Uh, Making statements such as these uh, as a means to justify not being arrested are unusual in my experience as a law enforcement officer, and I believe further demonstrate the suspect's level of intoxication, the officer wrote. Hmm. Messages left at a real estate firm were not immediately returned. Imagine that. Bluffington is a town of about 21,000 residents, so everybody knows her, um, (laughs) about 20 miles northeast of Savannah, Georgia. And near uh, South Carolina's Hilton Head Island, which is a really ritzy place. And if you look at her mugshot, which it'll be in the show notes, uh, she's got a crooked eye, you know. Which some people, when they get to drinking, their eye will get a little lazy on them, Mm -hmm. you know. She's definitely got a crooked eye. Um, An evil eye. But, yeah, I mean... Miss Cutshaw, don't be giving away all us white folks' code words like that. I would like to say 
we tend to hear a lot of stories about you know white people getting away with stuff. Yeah, right. In the media. Yeah, I'm glad this one got busted. Yeah, and totally. I hope we see more of this because totally. the law does need to be applied equally across. Yeah, absolutely, the, it does. You know, just it needs to be a level playing and. We can all agree that clearly it's not. Yes. There are right. definitely two justice systems. Now, I don't think it's as racial as, at least in some areas of the country, as some right. people would, would like to believe it is. Right. But it's definitely like class-based. Yeah, you so know, it's if definitely you've got an a lot of money, yeah. if you've got money, you're not going to get the same yeah. punishment as somebody who's in poverty. Right, gonna, using their court-appointed lawyer exactly. who's having to do this as some sort of... <laughs> You know, like, I guess lawyers have to give so much yeah. to charity work or whatever. And he's getting paid, like, 300 yeah. bucks. Yeah, and he's, like, got other cases. Right. And like, he ain't worried about you going right. to jail for six months for possession of marijuana or whatever it is. What so. was the line from, I think it was from Bad Boys, where Will Smith says, if you if you cannot afford a attorney, we'll provide you with the dumbest attorney yeah, we can right. find. Yeah, <laughs> true, true. So, anyways, this girl... She's in some trouble. I doubt she's going to be selling many houses in uh, North Carolina or South Carolina anymore. She's probably going to have to move. And I just want to point out again that she went to LSU uh, to all our Tiger fans out there. <laughs> we got, as Alabama fans, we got our, we got some gems. You know, we got Harvey Updike who poisoned the trees. Uh, we've got the lady who shot her mother after a Bama game or her sister after a Bama game because her sister wasn't so upset we lost, you know, and upset enough that we lost. I didn't hear that one. Oh, yeah. That's oh, an old man. story. Yeah, well, we we got. I remember there's the guy that shot his son. Yes, there was that too. Because one was an Alabama fan, and one was an Auburn right. fan. Yes, this girl went to LSU. So just want to point that out. Football season is about to fire up, <laughs> and if you're smart, do we play at LSU this year? I think we do. Even regardless if we play home or away with LSU, if you don't print out her mugshot and put it on a T-shirt <laughs> and wear it to the game, then you don't know you don't know what good fun is. So. Yes. Which I will say, LSU. And we need to come up with some kind of slogan for people to to say. Oh, you just put on the T-shirt. You just put like "clean thoroughbred white girl." That's all you got to do. But I will say, uh, LSU fans are my favorite fans in the SEC. They are a blast. Now, if you go to a game down there, there's a possibility you may get stabbed, robbed, hit with a rock, thrown with a balloon, or something. But they are fun. They have the greatest tailgates. They're awesome people. But they take football seriously just like we do. Until, yeah, I say, like we do. Our yeah. fans do too. I would say until about midway through the third quarter when we're whipping them and then they all leave early. Cause, uh, you know, that's just the way it works. Yeah. Cause everybody knows the tide don't lose in Baton Rouge. So I think we won 31 straight games <laughs> in Baton Rouge back, you know, through the 90s. So yeah. anyways. Well, our next story is have you ever heard of Hydrox? No. It's a brand of cookies. Oh, okay. I was thinking like a, <laughs> uh, an opioid. Yes. <laughs> right. It sounds like a chemical yeah, right. that you would use. <laughs> I was like, is this a new pain medication? But no, it's actually a, a brand of cookies. Hmm. Uh, it's very much like Oreo, but they were actually first to market. Oh, so they came out before Oreo. They did. And Oreo stole from them. And apparently there's, you know, here on the Earth Oddity Podcast, we're a sucker for conspiracies. Yeah, of course. Now, we don't always buy in, but we, we find... Each and every one of them, you know, right. interesting yes, there's to talk about at the very least. A lot of fun and conspiracy theories. <laughs> yes. Oreo and Hydrox, 100-year-old blood feud is heating up over claims of hidden cookies. <laughs> this story comes from Gizmodo, and it says, 
Created in 1908, wow. Hydrox was the original chocolate cookie sandwich, but it was Oreo, which first went on sale four years later in 1912, that ended up dominating the market. Wow. And that's obvious. Everybody has heard of Oreo. Right. But, you know, not, uh, not as many people have heard of Hydrox. Yeah, I know. In the decades since, Hydrox has been something of a cult favorite compared to its younger, more recognizable competitor. A battle for biscuit supremacy that took a dark turn this week with an accusation of cookies being hidden on shelves. <laughs> on Monday, Hydrox announced on Facebook that it had filed an official complaint with the FTC, which, you know what the FTC is? Federal Trade Commission. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I know. I know. I'm down. <laughs> I know my commissions. I don't want to brag or anything. Accusing Mondelez, the owner of Oreo, of making Hydrox cookies harder to find in stores. Wow. According to Hydrox, a buyer for one of the largest store chains in the U.S. warned them that Mondelez is going to hide your cookies all over our stores to make sure you don't get any sales in hopes of being discontinued. (laughs) (laughs) Fears of discontinuation loom large in the minds of Hydrox lovers. Again, all 200 of them. Yeah, right. Hey, I've never heard of you. But maybe that's because Oreo's hiding your stuff. (laughs) It is. It's like their dark secret that Oreo hides in the closet. (laughs) After a less than successful effort to rebrand the cookies as Droxies, Okay. Droxies. Whoever you hired for your marketing, (laughs) fire them now. Okay? You went from bad to equally as bad. You know? Do you know that the uh, Hydrox cookie is also a kosher for our... I think it was created by Jewish people. I'm doing some research over here. Yeah. Well, why not call them uh, Koshies or something? That's better than Droxies or Hydrox. (laughs) Droxies is... That's like... That's what a, your friend from high school got mixed up in and went to jail for selling droxies on the side. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> like somebody got high on droxies yeah. and ate somebody's yeah. face off. Or, you know, Uncle Ray, he's got a droxy problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He can't come to Thanksgiving. He's in rehab. What, what's a better name for hydrox? Right now, off the top of our head, what's a better name? Oh, I, I, um, <laughs> Hotties? I don't know. Hotties? No. Heidi's. I would just bad. call them better than Oreos. <laughs> the real Oreo. Oreos plus. Yes. And that's they have like America's first cream filled <laughs> chocolate cookie on their packaging. Creamies. Creamies? Yeah. That's yeah, okay. It's okay. It's, it's better than Hydrox. I thought that's what you called a, like a group of white people. Creamies. <laughs> yeah. You see like a group of them in Gatlinburg. Like look yeah. at those creamies over there. Sweeties. So. <laughs> Sweeties. That's not bad. Yeah. That's close to Smarties. Again, it's off the top of my head. Yeah. You can do better. Yeah. You can do better. Droxies. You deserve to be hid in store shelves <laughs> if you can't do no better than that. I have never seen these in the store. This is the packaging. I guess you probably saw it, too. We used to, we, we used to sell them at Jitney Jungle oh, a yeah? long time ago when oh, I was a teenager I say my dad's a, My dad used to run a Jitney Jungle. Ask your dad about Hydrox. Yeah, I will. Know? I will. They, they may still stock them. I don't know. You know what I'm going to do after this? I'm going to draft a letter to Hydrox. 
<laughs> and talk about how bad their marketing is. And Let's see if they're going to sponsor the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I love them. Hydroxies are the best. Yeah. The original. The original. Don't say. Don't get any of those knockoffs. Yeah. Everybody knows the knockoffs aren't any good. They just have a, a. They just have better marketing. Yeah, right. Not to mention better ingredients. Yeah, they have the double and the triple stuff. They have the golden Oreo. They oh, they the got the chocolate Oreo. one. Yeah, I'm down with the chocolate one. It's my favorite. Oh, they may not have been the first to market, yeah. but. They they know what they, they're yeah. doing. This isn't going to bode well. They are operating like a well-oiled machine over there at Oreo. That That's not going to bode well for our coming Hydrox <laughs> cookie if, partnership. If, if Droxies is the best they can do, I'm not so sure I want this podcast associated <laughs> well, with them. I mean, I think, why don't they like, <laughs> convince us? You know, like send us a bunch of Hydrox. Let's see. They'd be like, hey, we should call all podcasts potties. <laughs> you want to listen to my potty? No. No, I don't want to listen to your potty, and I don't want to eat your droxy. Anyway, sorry. Oh, here's a tweet from three days ago from <laughs> okay. Hydrox Cookie. All right. Well, after two days, at Amazon still has no idea where our inventory of Hydrox Cookies is. Hard to believe a tech company like that can lose our cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Amazon failure, feeling angry. So Hashtag nobody cares. Yeah, I mean, like, man, Hydrox is a little salty. <laughs> Which, I mean, if you invented something. And if they're salty, nobody people want sweet cookies, not salty cookies. So I mean, on. I can understand. If you invented something, like whatever it is, let's say you and I come up and we invent something, yeah. and then another company, like four years later, is like, hey, look, we're doing the same thing you're doing, and we're doing it better, and we're making way more money than you ever will. I'd be a little mad, too. you know. But that's capitalism. That's the way it works. That's yeah. why you've got to be better. You better be better. Because there's always somebody <laughs> wanting to be king of the mountain. If you're up there, they're coming. That's right. That's right. Well... Anyway, it says that uh, the product, this is the Droxies now, it was removed from the market entirely by owner Kellogg's in 2003 before being relaunched by Leaf Brands in 2015. Uh, as proof of the alleged malfeasance, Hydrox posted pictures showing their cookies obscured behind other products, moved onto shelves outside customers' direct line of sight, and more. Hydrox claims that in some cases, its shelf space was taken by another flavor of Oreo or another <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, feel like right. they, I feel like these guys are, are taking a page out of uh, President Trump's book where, yeah. you know. <laughs> just just make as much noise as possible. You just, you know, when, when things aren't going your way, you claim it's all a conspiracy. Right. yes. <laughs> Hydrox thinks that uh, Mondelez's use of store direct distribution, where the Oreo maker restocks and the product instead of grocery stores themselves. So I guess if you work in a grocery store, you don't have to, I guess you don't have to stock Oreos. There's right. an Oreo guy that comes in and does it for you. Yes, right. Yeah. There's and like he a, probably hands out a few free oh, packages yeah. of Oreos. Yeah. And, oh, you, yeah. Everybody and in return, in the store. he hides the Hydrox cookies. That's which, right. Which nobody's buying anyway. Because they're hiding them. Because <laughs> you're putting them on the bottom shelf. <laughs> I've, I've just came up. All right. So here's what Hydrox needs to do. Listen up, Hydrox people. Okay. <laughs> Um, hipsters. Everybody knows hipsters. Yeah. Hipsters like, you know, like the original and like, I'm, you know, I, I, they I, like to, li they like to like something before it's popular. Right. And then when it gets popular, yes. they're too good for it. This, that's where you have to market. That's where you start your marketing campaign. That's how craft beer got huge, you know, by the way, as hipsters, you know, yeah. all the weirdos who drink craft beer, like all oh, this is a summer ale. And, you know, you're like, Hey man, we won, 
wars on Budweiser, you know, or whatever. <laughs> uh, but uh, so that's where you got to focus your marketing is on hipsters. The ori- you know, we were the original. This is what's cool. You know, Oreos are what all the other losers are eating. You know, all the the mass right. masses of people like you and I who don't mm-hmm. care. So you, that's what you got to do, Hydrox. Think of how good it's going to feel if you're a hipster. Yeah. When you go into a store and you ask for Hydrox. Right. And they say, sorry, we don't have right. any. And they're like, hmm, of course this store doesn't carry right. Hydrox. Or you get your Hydrox and one of your friends is like, hey, let me have an Oreo. And you're like, oh, this is Hydrox. You've probably never even heard of it, but they <laughs> came out before Oreos. You know? <laughs> And, you know, Oreo is yes. like a rip off of this. Yeah. I mean, that's how you got to play this, Hydrox. All right. So holler at me, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> Earth Oddity at planetmail.net and let's work on this. Let's make it happen. You yeah. need, you're going to need an aggressive social media campaign. We're going to need to do some really awesome viral videos with your products. Uh, we need product placement in shoot in shows like Portlandia. We need. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I got all this going right now. Let's make I tell it you work. What, you could you could write an episode of Portlandia around the drive. Yes, the high right. trucks, yes. Oreo. You yeah. know, exactly. That's all we got to do. You know, we'll put it in Stranger Things too, because you know, <laughs> then you're going to get a lot of the normie people as well that are going to come on board. But you're gonna, but you got to be careful because you risk losing your well. I'll your say, hipsters. but but your main focus is going to be hipsters, you know. Yeah. Partner with a few local breweries, you know, in town, you know, that are making their own, you know, craft beer, you know, orange peel, whatever, yeah, crap they have, and uh, and you're gonna. This is a winner, all right. So get with me, and we'll make this work, okay? <laughs> I'm trademarking all of this, copyright, and everything I just said. So don't steal my stuff, all right. I think that's how it works. I might have to tweet this directly to yeah, you. Should when we're done. you should tell them to listen to our podcast, figure out like timestamp it, <laughs> yes. and let them to, like listen to this marketing plan. Get at us, you know. And you know what hipsters love? They love podcasts. All they right. Do. And you know what? Well, they liked podcasts before cereal, right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and you know what? Hipsters love more is companies who pay podcasts to advertise their products. So yes. that's that's. I mean, let's make this happen. Right. All right. Uh, I will say real quickly, they did ask uh, Mondelez for comment. Uh, a company spokesperson told Gizmodo that they're confident this accusation has no merit. The Oreo brand is an iconic one. This is a perfect media yeah. statement because right. immediately they're going into talking about their own product yeah. and how right. good it is. The Oreo brand is an iconic one with a proud and rich history of delivering great tasting products and exciting innovation. They're they're right there. Yeah. They have. Yes. To our customers for more than a century, uh, this focus and our commitment to operating with integrity has made Oreo America's favorite cookie. Uh huh. That's <laughs> so, a great statement on their part. They know what they're doing. Hydrox, take a, take a, take note. Yeah. This is this is why they're kicking your butt yes. and have been for over a hundred years. Well, I mean, also Hydrox, get somebody to run your Twitter that knows what's going on. And anytime Oreo tweets something out, you just need to be on them, you know, and just be yeah. like Wendy's and make fun of them. And you just got to come off cooler than Oreo is, you know? Yeah, like, if you're on Twitter and you read this statement, then you need to tweet out, yes, Oreo, America's most generic cookie. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> <You know>? exactly. <laughs> America's most unoriginal cookie. Yeah. That's what I would do. America's most ubiquitous cookie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Me I mean, and you are not marketing professors. No, we no. are not. They need to hire us. Though. Yes, we're not. You yeah. know, experts, but no. we're so much better. Yeah, that's that's come on, Hydrox. Yeah, we got it. We we can make this happen. I promise. Got a Florida man story. Okay. Um, this so is um, <laughs> it's from CBS17.com. And just the first word in the whole, before the headline, just says South. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, argument over politics on Facebook leads to man being shot in the buttocks. Uh, this is from Tampa, shot Florida. In the buttocks. Yeah, he got shot in the buttocks. <laughs> An argument on Facebook over politics led to the shooting of a Tampa man on Monday. According to police, Alex Stevens, who's 46, and Brian Sebring, who's 44, became involved in an argument over politics on the social media platform. After receiving several explicit messages and threats, Sebring went to Stevens' home to confront him. Sebring anticipated the confrontation uh, would escalate, and he brought his Glock semi-automatic pistol. His problem solver. That's right. (laughs) When he arrived to Stevens' home, Sebring honked his horn and waited by his truck for the victim to leave his home. Stevens left his home. Throwing him out. Yeah. Stevens left his home and immediately sprinted towards Sebring, who drew his pistol and fired two shots at Stevens, striking him in the right thigh and buttocks. (laughs) <laughs> Stevens ran away, and Sebring fled the scene. Oh, man. Stevens identified Sebring as the shooter by name to police, and Sebring turned himself into police and has been charged with aggravated battery with a deadly weapon and carrying a concealed firearm. Stevens was taken to Tampa General Hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. So, hmm. just word of the wise out there. If you're arguing with somebody on Facebook, you need to make sure they don't know where you live. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty easy if you're internet savvy to track down people. It is. I mean, it's like super easy. Here's some even better advice. Just I'm not don't saying, argue. Well, I mean, yes, that's a good idea. Yeah. But try try to argue less and debate more. Yeah. I feel like you can, and this is something that is totally lost on our society. Yes. But you can disagree with somebody and not hate each other and not believe each other to be the most evil person right. ever. Yeah. I know that's that's. I know this sounds so foreign to people yeah, listening right. to this. Yes. You can have opposite ideas and still not hate. Listen to this podcast. Folks. Me and John. Now we agree on most stuff, but yeah. we don't always take no. the same take on a story. No. And I think that makes for a richer. Yeah. More interesting podcast when True. we don't agree on everything. Right. You know? Well, I mean, 
we've lost the ability and so it's largely due to social media. For, <laughs> right. Um, there's very rarely that uh, I'm going to get punched in the face factor. Yeah. So when you're arguing with somebody online, so you're a lot more bold than you would be if I was talking behind a computer screen. Yeah. Right. If I was talking to somebody in person, I may not be as bold as mm-hmm. I would be if, you know, they were going to punch me and knock my teeth out, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's a big, that's a big problem, you know, I guess. Now you shouldn't go over and shoot somebody <laughs> over anything. And really, whatever you're arguing about, no matter how passionate you are about it, it's not that important anyways. I Most mean, of the time, it's not. Yeah. You know, I mean, to to the normal, everyday citizen, mm-hmm. what President Trump's doing or what Nancy Pelosi's doing or whatever, while it may matter in the grand scheme of things, we all still got to get up. Your yeah. We got to get up right. and go to work the next day. You know, we got to take care of our kids and all that. And if you're like, losing a lot of time and putting in a lot of effort into arguing about this stuff and being upset about it. Yeah. And being like super upset. Yeah. I mean, is that, is that how people are happy nowadays when they're mad at something? You see what I'm saying? Outrage is a new happy. Yeah. I mean, that's a Facebook post of mine before (laughs) people being outraged has replaced people being happy. Yeah. And that's how people are happy. They look for things to be outraged. And this is on both sides of the political spectrum. Mm-hmm. I love how conservative call liberals snowflakes because, oh, they just get, they're like so unique and special. And then they melt over everything. If then if you post something negative about Trump, then all the Trump supporters start melting right. just like snowflakes. Oh, how dare you <laughs> yes. disrespect the office of the presidency? And <laughs> how can the Philadelphia Eagles not go to the White House? You know, like, who cares? You know, it doesn't even matter, dude. Do we want it? I mean, hey, NFL. Fixing me starting back That's up. That's right. Do you want to hit on the, the protest real quick? Oh, yeah. If we, we can talk about it. I mean, I mean, I don't want to go into depth about yeah. it, but America is about you're supposed to be able to protest. Right. Now, I think that, and this is, again, this is my opinion. I'm not an expert. I'm not a lawyer. I haven't looked at, you know, any union contracts or anything. <laughs> true. You are a I'll, unionist, though, you well, scallywag. That's <laughs> <yes>, true. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, that if I want to protest on company time at yeah. the company I work for, right? they may or may not like what I'm protesting, True. and they may tell me I can't do it anymore. Now, right. what I do on my own time when I'm not on the clock is my business. Right, yes. If an NFL team is, is fine with them protesting... Yeah. Then I think it's their business, right? You know, you cannot like what they're protesting about, but, right? You know, hey, that's that's their thing. And if the NFL team says, "Hey, you're not going to protest on the clock," yeah, then I think that that's cool too. I think that's cool too. Yeah. That's just my opinion. On I agree. It, I'm know? the same way. You know, like your employer dictates. You know, like let's say I hold, which I, I hold very few political be- beliefs to be concrete. You know, like there's <laughs> right. a very few. But what, let's, because I've been betrayed in the past. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, political beliefs. Yeah, it's for real. Like politicians are like the worst girlfriend or boyfriend ever. They like I've, do you I, wrong all the time. We keep running back to them like they're going to believe for seven years the Republicans were going to replace and we're going to repeal and replace Obamacare. Yeah, they right. didn't do it. Yes. So right. Yeah. I mean, they just burn us all the time, and we still crawl back to like an abused spouse. Yes. You know, we're like, oh yeah, well, no, but no, they're going to do right this time. You know. <laughs> But let's say I you know why they didn't repeal and replace because they're cool with Obamacare, okay? Right. And everything you see on TV is is nothing but a WWE promo. That's right. You know, yes. All these politicians, I don't care what party they're for, they go to each other's 
barbecues that go to each other's kids' birthday parties. They're yeah. all friends, okay? Yeah. We're the ones being tricked <laughs> and abused, and they're all in on it. You know what yeah. the grand conspiracy is? The grand conspiracy is there is no Democrat or Republican <laughs> yeah, party. They're all party. buddies. This is yeah. all nothing more than a, a wrestling show. WWE yeah. promo, yeah. okay? They don't okay. hate each other. They just want us to think that yeah. because we're idiots. All right. Well, Sorry, so, I'm not, I got on my soapbox. Sorry, <laughs> woo. <laughs> Except everybody hates Trump. So, Where did okay. that come from? <laughs> uh, but uh, let's say let's just pick. I'm going to pick an issue that isn't really a political issue, but I've seen a lot of it online. It's gaining a lot of steam. All right, let's say circumcision. All right, <laughs> yes. there's a big push that circumcision is wrong or whatever, and that's what. However, you feel about that is fine with me. Okay. Right. But let's say I was anti-circumcision, which I'm not, by the way. I don't care. You know, (laughs) not even, doesn't even hit the radar of things I care about. (laughs) But let's say I did. And let's say I'm down at the furniture store with a bunch of, I, I, you know, circumcision is wrong and you're mutilating your kid, you know, propaganda. And I'm talking to customers about it. I I feel it's okay for my employer to go, Hey, John, I'm, I'm paying you and you can, you can hate circumcision all you want, but while you're working for me, we want to project yeah. an image that is most palatable to our customer base. And so just keep that stuff. Because we're less worried about they are or are not circumcising the yeah. kids. We're more interested in them buying furniture. Right. Yeah. We want to, we want to finance them and, and sell them furniture, you know? <laughs> right. So, I, and to me, that's acceptable. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, if I was on my own time, I'm off and I'm down on the street corner, you know, and I don't, I'm not, you know, I'm just normal John and I'm holding up my, circumcision is wrong sign <laughs> yes. and my employer to come around and go Quit hey you can't, male baby sign. Yeah, you can't do that then i would have a problem with right. that but when i'm on the payroll on the clock i feel they have a certain right to dictate what i do and it doesn't infringe on my rights because i have the ability to go work at another mm-hmm. place you know now um, i will say there has i have heard arguments that there's something in like the union contracts about Stuff that certain rules that would apply to protesting. I haven't looked yeah, into I that. I haven't read that. Either. Right. So maybe they got a point. Right. You know, that was going to have to be, if it's, if it's as serious as they say it is, that's going to have to be taken up in court and hashed right. out there. Yeah. But just from our layman's perspective, that's what the yeah. situation appears to be, at least to me. Well, and I'm, a, I love the national anthem. All right. Mm-hmm. I stand up. I sing the national anthem. I make people around me uncomfortable because I sing <laughs> yes. if I'm at a ball game, you know, cause a lot of people won't sing when they're in the stand. They just stand there with their hand over their heart. And I'm yeah. like, I know the words. I'm singing it. I learned all the words and notes. So I'm going to sing. All right. Cause mm-hmm. I love America and all that. Okay. But. If someone chooses to kneel or do whatever, it doesn't hurt my feelings at all, you right. know, because I think it's kind of like my argument on free speech. If, if if we have free speech, but no one's saying anything I disagree with, you know, if, if we're all on the mm-hmm. same page, do we really have free speech? Exactly. You know? yeah. Like the, the ability to dissent a- is what makes a right what a right is, you know? Yeah. Part of America, part of what makes America great you know, yeah. is that we can disagree and yeah. we can and say we our just, piece. Right, yeah. Know? And, hey, you know, Tiny wants to kneel for the national anthem because he loves unions and he hates America. <laughs> uh, then that's fine, you know, and it doesn't hurt me and it wouldn't affect my relationship with anyone. You know, like I'm not I don't, I'm not an NFL fan anyways. You know, I, I will watch a game if it's on, but I don't keep up with it. I don't. Plus those soldiers who fought and died 
some people claim that's disrespecting. Yeah. Part of the reason they fought and died was so that guy right. can kneel during yes. the national anthem. You but, know? you know, I'm not an NFL fan. I'm not going to boycott the NFL because I don't really watch it anyways. I'll put it on on Sunday afternoon and take a nap while, like, the Panthers are playing, you right. know, whoever, the Jaguars or whoever. But and, and I don't care about. It. I don't play fantasy sports because that's like the nerdiest thing in the world to me. Like <laughs> the jocks have outnerded the nerds. I mean, it's just like so. I don't. I don't understand it. I played one year with Thomas because him and all his friends started this thing, and it was like an app. And about the second weekend, I was like, "How nerdy!" You know, like I'm trying to keep up with who's going to have the most catches. And this is the I don't understand fantasy sports. I don't understand the appeal of it unless there's like a way to make you know, like people are betting and making money because really <laughs> all all sports exist for gamblers, anyways. Degenerate gamblers out there who are laying money on the side, but. There is uh, a great ESPN 30 for 30 film called Silly Little Game. Oh, yeah? I would suggest you go look that up yeah. and watch it. Because it's about the... Uh, it's about how it got started. Well, it's, it's actually about... What started was a uh, baseball, you know, talking about fancy baseball. Rotisserie League. Rotisserie League yeah. baseball is what started the whole yeah, thing. right. And it's yeah. about that. Okay. And, and then, then how it morphed into what it is today. Well, they came out with fantasy baseball, which was, you know, practically the same thing. It was a little bit of difference. Yeah. But it was a better name, kind of like the Hydrox Oreo thing. Yeah, right, it was a yeah. better name, better marketing. And rotisserie, rotisserie League Baseball, they tried to hang on to the name. Mm-hmm. Nobody cared about the name. Yeah. Fantasy Baseball was a better name anyway. Right. Yes. And, and then it just turned into what it is now, which is a bunch yes. of nerds getting together <laughs> and drafting people and like plugging people into lineups. And it's too much work, too yeah. much work. You know, I don't, I just like to watch the game. You know, I don't right. want to worry about if TJ Hoosman Zada got four catches and a touchdown, you know, for the Bengals. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't even think he plays anymore. That's how much of an NFL fan <laughs> I am. Yeah. I just try to pick a random NFL guy. Which big I'm getting an old moment this week or last week was within the Hall of Fame inductions and I was like, Man, I remember all these guys, you know, playing in college and getting drafted and all that. And I was like, I guess that means I'm old now. Because used to when people get inducted in the Hall of Fame, I was like, Well, who's I remember that? the Yeah, who's that? <laughs> or I remember the tail end of their career. You gotta go ask your dad who it is. Right, yeah. And now it's like which by the way, Ray Lewis, if you have a good thirty minutes to watch his NFL's Hall of Fame induction speech. It was a work of art. He like, <laughs> in, within a span of like two minutes, he touched on, uh, you know, God, human trafficking, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, playing for Baltimore, all these different things. It was, I mean, I know he was being serious, but it was just, uh, it was quite funny. I suggest anybody go watch it if you're like me and enjoy funny stuff. All right, our next story is the one I teased earlier. Honduran man living in the U.S. stuffs cotton wool in his nose and pretends to be dead in photos he sent to his wife in a bizarre plan to stop her asking for money. I feel like you could have shortened that headline a yeah, little bit. That's a wordy headline. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's quite a Honduras headline. man fakes death to save money. That's all you got to do. That's and then, perfect. And then you get and into that, the rest of it. I mean, now that I've read that headline, I feel like we don't need to read yeah, the article. I mean, this pretty much covered it all. <laughs> it covered it all right there. Okay. But we're going to look at it anyway. Right. A Honduran man living in the United States reportedly pretended to be dead so his wife back home would stop asking him for money. Mm. Danny Gonzalez, 27, took photos of himself with cotton wool stuffed into his nostrils. I'm not sure why he did that. I don't either. Uh, and a white sheet over his body as if he was lying in the morgue. <laughs> he then sent to his wife uh, of two years living in Saba, 
southern Honduras, along with a picture of a flower-covered coffin in a funeral parlor, which I'm assuming he just <laughs> yeah. you know got off yeah, Google. Yeah, probably like a Google one. Yeah. In a message telling her that he had died from cancer. Oh. So I guess he's he's wanting his wife to think that someone just took his phone and yeah. sent messages to yeah, all his hey, contacts. Hey, this guy's know. dead. Which, I mean, would his wife know he had cancer? I mean, like, cancer doesn't really come on and... I mean, I know it can happen quickly, know. but it's yeah. not like an unexpected thing, right? Usually. Yeah. But I do know that my wife, she had a friend who he went for a checkup and turned out he had like stage four or something. Oh, wow. And he, he didn't live but a couple more months. Wow. So I guess it can. Yeah. But you would think, but even a couple months, that's enough time to call yeah. your loved one. Yeah. Let your wife know, like, out. hey, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've been diagnosed and it doesn't yeah. look well. I don't know. I would have went with like auto accident or something. Or this like. Me. <laughs> or like, you know, alcohol poison. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> That's something somebody yes. can die from suddenly. Or Trump killed me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he thought I was illegal and he killed me. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Is it? Terribly funny. Terribly funny. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you got me with that one. <laughs> well done, sir. However, the ruse backfired after local media in his hometown started to report of his sudden death. Oh, wow. And news reached his shocked friends and his elderly parents. Oh, <laughs> oh man. You got to let mom and dad in on it. <laughs> yes. But it didn't take relatives long to realize that Gonzalez appeared to be grinning in the photos. <laughs> <laughs> he died a happy man. <laughs> yes. You know? <laughs> Others noticed that he appeared to be lying in a double bed with a white sheet over his body that was actually a pillowcase. So this white sheet over him isn't a, a sheet; it's a pillowcase, and he's not lying in the morgue. He's lying on the yeah, bed. Right? He's not on a cold stainless steel sta- table. Okay, if you're going to fake your death, you can't. You got to think a little hard. You got to have you can't a little more. Half yeah, we I'm can't saying. use the right word, but you can't halfway do you it. You can't halfway do it. Yeah, that. right. You got to really gotta play go this out. In. Right. Because chances are you're not going to be successful. Yeah, right. But if you're laying up in a bed with a pillowcase, <laughs> you're really not going to get it. You're like in it. a full-size bed in your bedroom. You're like, that morgue has carpet on the floor. <laughs> and a TV in the corner. That's right. Yeah. When local media finally found him alive, he admitted to the hoax that he he admitted that it was a ploy to make his wife, who stayed in Honduras, believe he had passed away. He told the TV Sir Channel, "Quote: My wife would call me every week just to ask to s- send more money. Oh, every mm. Saturday she it's would- universal. Half is all of us. <laughs> I was about to say, come yeah, on. Dude. I mean, he does. I mean, it's just the way it goes. You're not special. Yeah, we've all been. There. Yeah, I hadn't faked my death yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> every, every Saturday she would call me." Telling me that I had sent her this much money and that I needed to send her this much money more. Uh, the rest of the week, not even a message, and she would never send photos or ask anything else. She was just... She's just getting that money. <laughs> she was she probably that. had a boyfriend down there, too, I bet. <laughs> she was wanting that money, yeah. Yeah, I know. I she know. kept asking me to send her mobile phones, and I had already sent six. Goodness gracious. <laughs> she always rang me. And told me that they had been stolen. I mean, I'm I'm sympathizing with this guy. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, yeah, probably went about it wrong. Yeah, but maybe you should have got a lawyer. And yeah. Well, I mean, found out what you got to do to divorce. Look, if you're you in know. America and your wife's in Honduras, just quit answering the phone. <laughs> What's she gonna do? <laughs> Get another you know? phone. Yeah, and it just you know, ghost her. I think is what the kids say. <laughs> yeah. Just stop talking to her. Be like Bobby Boucher's daddy. Yeah, I mean, you <laughs> move wherever you want to. She won't be able to find you up here. 
Anyway, uh, a neighbor told the channel that the news of his death had been a terrible blow for his elderly parents, who yeah, also live in Saba. That's a tough one. Yeah, other family members reportedly slammed him as an ungrateful son. Social network users criticized Gonzalez, who had been living in the U.S. for several years. Well, I'll say I've, I'm I'm more and more sympathetic with him as his stories went along. You just got to tell your mom and dad, you know? Yes. I mean, that's the whole, that's where it went wrong. Forget the full size and the pillowcase. You got to tell your mom and dad. One of the social networks named uh, Zui Deraz wrote, Better to have been honest with your parents and tell them that you no longer want to help them. Not to lie in that way. You really, you can really die after playing in that way. God have mercy on you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he's not, Zuli is not a good yeah. fan of his. Yeah. Many Honduran families rely on relatives who have made it to the U.S. to help them financially. From January to May in, 20, in 2018, 1.5 million U.S. dollars were sent back home. Wow. By Hondurans living in the United States. Wow. So. Which, yeah, I mean, I know that's <sighs> the thing. I mean, all you got to do, call your mom and dad. Like, look, guys, I'm still going to send y'all money. You know, I know y'all need it, but don't tell my wife yeah. I'm still alive. Susie, you know, my wife, we're going to act like I died if she comes. You know, just <laughs> just let her let her think that because she's crazy. I've already sent her six cell phones, and all she does is ask for, for money and more cell phones. Yeah, and more cell phones. <laughs> I ain't even got a picture from her here lately. You know, I got a feeling she's got a boyfriend, and so I'm just going to act like I died. <laughs> yeah. And my parents would probably be like, that's terribly dishonest, John, and you should be a man and stand up and tell her you don't want to be your husband anymore. But I feel like they'd be like, well, we understand. You know? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know? Okay. All right. You, you might. Okay. As long as you're still sending us money, we're all good. <laughs> all right. So my last story uh, comes to us from the BBC and it's out of New Zealand. Now we got a big following in New Zealand. So that's why we, I decided to do this one. All right. Our next news story has some sensitive topics we're going to go ahead and, and cover yeah, all bases and, and earmuffs in, earmuffs earmuffs yeah all right Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. New Zealand man admits secretly filming 34 women in the shower. Uh, yeah. So a New Zealand man has pleaded guilty to film, filming 34 women at his guest house with covert cameras in shampoo bottles. I didn't even know that was a thing. Huh? Hmm. Uh, what will they think of next? Yeah. The man from Hawke's Bay, North Island, who was not, who was not named to protect his wife. Made 219 secret recordings from December 17 to February 2018. That's a lot of recordings. That's a heck of a I mean, years. well, you take a shower a day, I guess, you know, it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, but is he, is, he, is he constantly having different people over to his guest house? Well, we're, we're, let's see if we can find out. Okay. Uh, he admitted to posting the videos to, uh, to a website um, <laughs> right. with some descriptions. Uh, most of the women were under 30 and the disguise cameras were placed to film between their shoulders and knees through though faces often came into view. Hmm. It is not known if the disguised shampoo bottles were homemade devices or bought online. 
The women who stayed between one night and two weeks were tracked down by police and said in a statement they felt shocked, ashamed, angered, and degraded by the man's actions. That's understandable. Yeah, very understandable. Um, When the man was arrested in February, he told police he had done it for the thrill and risk of being caught. Well, you got what you wanted. I mean, you got caught. Careful what you wish for. Uh, After arranging when the women would use the shower facilities at the homestay he ran, the man would activate the cameras through a remote-controlled device, the Hastings District Court was told. So, so this is like some high-tech yeah, peeping Tom right. Murray, right? Yes. He apparently had like a, a Airbnb or something oh, okay. like that, or like yeah. a, he was running a hostel or something like that. But he only wanted young 20-something women to stay. Yes. <laughs> he would later remove the shampoo bottles and download the videos onto his computer at night. Videos were then posted to the website uh, where to the, the man— yeah. The man urged viewers to leave positive comments to encourage him to make more recordings. Oh, uh, he shares. Hey, if, if y'all want me to, if we get <laughs> we get one thousand likes on this video, <laughs> I'm, I'm making gonna, another one. I'm gonna make another one. <laughs> he shared some of the victims' ethnicities and professions. New Zealand police have since deleted the videos. Uh, the man's. But law- again, once something hits the net, it's yeah. probably there. It's going to be there for forever. Yeah. The man's the lawyer asked the court to protect his client's identity as the man's wife suffers from a health condition which may worsen if he is identified. If I was ever caught up in something like this, that would be my story too. Yeah. Hey, yeah. don't tell my wife. Yeah, don't tell my wife. Let's. Yeah. She has. Uh, she's got a horrible <laughs> health condition. She may die instantly if you tell her. <laughs> Prosecutors oppose this, saying there are 34 victims whose most intimate images have been spread all over the world, which very good counter argument, you know. <laughs> yes. Uh, Judge Jeff Ray noted this the irony. secrecy, and, but he's had no problem for the yeah. last two years right. broadcasting everybody else's, you know, yeah. most intimate yeah, times. Right. Yeah, right. Uh, which, I mean... It, I do. I, I sing a lot of weird stuff in the shower. I'm, sometimes I practice my karate moves. You know, what I mean, <laughs> I would hate to know some videos of me you got know, out there. That's right. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you know, like sometimes you're like, "What if somebody busts in here while I'm in the shower? What am I going to do?" You know, like how am I going to get them? And I'm like, knife hand, knife hand. So, anyways. Uh, the judge. Dude, I bet he had one of those like massaging shower ones. Oh yeah. There's no telling what he got. I, oh yeah. Uh, Judge Jeff Ray noted the irony, but said he was not prepared to lift the, suppre- the suppression order until he had heard more about the wife's condition. Uh, the man who pleaded guilty to 69 counts of various charges included making no pun intended <laughs> intimate visual recordings and making objectionable publications was granted bail and will be sentenced in October. <laughs> some charges carry a maximum sentence of 14 years in jail so Man. uh to all our new zealand fans down there just be careful which you know like <laughs> your buddy who is super yeah. overly anxious to have you come yeah. stay at his guest yeah. house come and take stay. a shower you might want to be a little wary but my thing is uh all right, so there's shampoo bottles or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, do you not think at one point they're like try to use the, you know, shampoo? I guess there's probably an array. Like, hey, look, guys, I got every shampoo and conditioner you could want. Uh, just don't touch the suave bottle. You know, <laughs> like it needs to stay right where it is, facing the way it is or whatever. Like, how Those does that old work? old 90s herbal essence commercials. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. You know what? I'm going to retroactively go back and put a, a countdown before we do the story. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, I just don't understand how, like, if you have a shampoo bottle, how it's not getting moved or or somebody like picked it up and discovered. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not into spying on people in the shower, so. I mean, he's putting this stuff on the internet. Right. So, but I mean, again, I mean, are we going, are we now going to task the cops with going and looking at all these horrible sites yes. looking for wrongdoing? Right. Yeah. How are they removing all of them? Was yeah. my other question. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I know they were like downloaded to one site, but I'm sure there's probably like clones and all that that put them on every site. Um, I don't know. Maybe I have to do some research. <laughs> That's wrong. I'm not going to do that. That's wrong. But yeah, that's kind of just crazy that, I mean, I don't, it's not crazy because like I've said before, the internet's got weirdos and you let weirdos get together and weird things happen. But I I don't know. I've never suspected of being filmed in the shower. Yeah, I I don't think anyone's taking my video and putting it up on the internet. Yeah, I would, I mean, you're not here. I'm not too worried. You're sorely disappointed in my body type, (laughs) you know? Like, oh, look, this guy's got a gut, you know, and uh, he does karate moves. (laughs) 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 But there's probably people out there that would be like, there's probably a whole karate shower website out there, you know, just because weirdos, you know, they're into that. What would that be? Karateshower.com? <laughs> yeah, karate shower. Go check GoDaddy and see it's taken. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. So I, you know, anyways, um, it's weird. People are weird. Just be careful out there, you know, which I've always wondered, you like staying in a hotel or something. You're like, well, they got a camera in here. You're like, they're only going to see me sleeping with a CPAP. But they like, oh. you know, that's actually happened before. Oh yeah. There's, I'm sure. I'm, I think a movie is, if it's, it's either coming out or, or it's come out already, but there was a, a guy who had a hotel room and he, he right. filmed people who paid him money to stay there. And well, I'll say there was the videos. when I was in college, there was a rumor that there was a tannin bed who had cameras in it for all the, you know, sorority girls who went mm-hmm. down, you know, and I don't know if that was ever true or not. Cause I don't go to tannin beds. And, yeah, I don't you know, I mean, like there's the sun's free and you know, and painful. <laughs> yeah. Right. I don't know why I would pay someone to be tan, but of course I am a creamy, a little darker, darker than your average white guy. Yeah. I'm not thoroughbred apparently. <laughs> <laughs> But that was the rumor, you know, and everybody was like, don't go to that tent of it. It's got cameras in it, you know, which I don't know how you find that out or whatever, but yeah. You know. Maybe you're trolling the internet one night and you're like, wait yeah. a minute. Hey, well, I know her. Familiar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know her. Okay. Yeah. So, but you can't come out and say you were, yeah. Like, how do you, that how do you bring up, that so. up? You know, yeah. yeah. That's a, that's a very, okay. So since you're putting the countdown in, I'm going to tell this story. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to tell this story. I had a girl who worked for me. Hopefully she doesn't listen to this. All right. And uh, so this is back when Instagram was just getting popular. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I went. Was this before Facebook bought it or after? Yeah, it was before Facebook okay. bought it. And uh, so everyone didn't quite understand how Instagram worked. I think that, mm-hmm. you know, you could. I don't, I don't even think you could set your profile to private back then. I've okay. been on Instagram for a long time. Anyways, so this girl, before she came to work for me, she had i'd went to school with her sister and she was her younger sister and all that and she was going through a tough time she called me needed a job i was like yeah come on you know i'll, I'll help you out i think i remember this maybe anyway, i may, I may have told you anyway she's one of the worst people i've ever employed in my life <laughs> ever ever in my life okay? that's saying something yeah i've had some winners some. 
Absolutely. If Andrew's listening to this, Mud Hut, you know exactly who I'm talking about. <laughs> you know how horrible she was. And I don't know if Andrew listens, but if he does, he'll know exactly what's going on or who I'm talking about. She was not a great employee and everything. So anyways, I'm like tooling around on uh, Instagram one night and it was like people you may know. And it was her. And I was like, well, you know, let's see. If, Check it out. I don't really like follow people who don't post up pictures that often unless, right. you know, I'm like, okay, you're a cool person and, you know, I'll be your friend or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you're not putting any content up, I don't see any need for me to be following you, right. you know? And so I was like, well, let's see if she's got any pictures. And I pulled it up and there was one single picture of her most intimate parts and that was it. Uh, and it was on there. Uh, okay. So then I went through this like whole. Was that entire, not against the? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it's against all terms, the terms of use. Of service. Well, well, and I'm getting to that. Okay. Because then I went through this like whole debate. Like, do I send her a message and let her know, like, hey, you may have thought you were sending this to your boyfriend, or, <laughs> but you were posting this up for everybody. But now anyone on the whole world can see it. You know. Yeah. But then I was like, well, that would be an awkward conversation, including you know? your boss. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So uh, I just reported it to Instagram, you know, Uh, as I was like, they will take it down and notify her. Yeah. And uh, but it stayed up for a month. Apparently, those those claims back then (laughs) would would not uh, weren't uh, weren't rushed through. You know, they Instagram didn't have the staff they needed. to. I assume you know it was up for months because people told you you weren't checking this because I would be like, every so often. Every so often, I would go and be like, I wonder if this thing's still up. And I would like search her up, and it was still there. I was like, well, there it is. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and uh, so, anyways, long story short, she uh, she ended up, you know, having to leave from working for me and, and uh, for various different reasons. I didn't let her go or anything. Did you ever have that awkward conversation? No, never. Oh, but I bummer. did hear through the grapevine from some other employees that at one time she told them that she didn't realize that she had taken the picture and it posted to Instagram and it got reported by someone and it was taken down. So. Okay. I was like, yes, all right, good. <laughs> it you worked. Know? Yeah. Months but, later. And I didn't have to tell her about it. But yeah. <laughs> so anyways, I, I would just say, I don't even know how I got to that. But uh, that's just something that happened once to me. If you're out listening to this. Yeah. Is there anything you would like to say? I mean, you just, you were going through a tough time in your life, you know, and I, I'm, I'm, I don't fault you because you had a lot going on. You're going through a divorce and there were other issues and I don't hate you. I don't feel bad. You know, I hold no ill will towards you and I've seen. Your, nice pick. Yeah. Very tasteful. <laughs> I've seen your pick. But you are not a good employee at all. And you know that. You know, like anybody with a decent, a reasonable amount of intelligence would know that you're not a good employee. And Andrew hated you. <laughs> he hated you. Every single day he told me to fire you. And I wouldn't <laughs> because you were going through such a tough time and I wasn't going to do that. Push you over the yeah, edge. you're a single mom and all. I'm, I'm, I wasn't going to do that. So, But Andrew hated you. Probably still does because Andrew is a ball of hate. I mean, oh, man. Yeah, he's a hater. He hates everybody. Uh. All right. So moving on from that story to our community news segment, uh, we want to start out and thank our sponsor, Cajun Curl. 
the world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, uh, for all the support they give us. Check out their website at CajunCurl.com. You can order their spice there. You can also get the Cajun Curl Cutter for potatoes, all on CajunCurl.com. It was created down on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, so you know it's authentic, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well on chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, iguana, and anything else you can think of putting (laughs) it on. The Spiral Potato Cutter is absolutely amazing. It's easy to use, it's easy to clean, and allow you to make your own chips and put the Cajun Curl Spice on it, and it's really one of the greatest things I've ever eaten in my life, you know. Changed my life, really. On their website, you can uh, not only order their Bayou Blended Spice, but also the Chip Cutter. You can also get recipes that will blow your mind. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. Uh, if your local grocer doesn't carry World Famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it. Here locally, as we've said, it's sold at Vowels over on Skyland and at South Finest Meats. Um, all other products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you're eating. And it's all natural, low salt, and it has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. CajunCurl.com. Check them out and use our promo code Oddity to get a 0% discount. But thanks to Cajun Curl. Great product, great people, locally made. Uh, and if you haven't tried it, you're going to love it. And we're hitting community news again. So I would like to talk about world famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. No, no, really, check them out. We love Cajun Curl. Thank Brandon, a.k.a. Squirrel, for all of his support. So, For everybody out there, we don't have any we don't have any new reviews this week. And it's been a, it's been a few weeks since we've had one. So, again, if if you've left one, we thank you so much for, yeah. for leaving us one. I, I'm not smart enough to know how it works, but I've heard from every other podcaster out there that it does help you in search results. Yeah. And I do know right now, if you go and search iTunes, which iTunes is not my favorite podcasting app, but it is by far the most popular. If you search Earth, then we don't come up. If you search Oddity, we do come up, but we're not at the top of the page. Yeah. So if you can go leave us a review, we would really, really appreciate that. We would read it on the show. Might even give you a prize if it's good enough. Yeah, yeah. So we right. we hadn't done that in a while. That's maybe, right. Maybe that's why they're not. Maybe that's why they're yeah. holding out. I mean, you better get on it if you want something. You better put a review. But we can talk about this for community news. We did get some voicemails. That's right. Yeah. So we thank you so much. We're going to listen to this one, and I don't believe you've heard this one. No. So uh-uh. we have it. We don't. You don't have to play the one I left. Oh no, 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 yeah. not that. We got, yeah. we got some <laughs> so that one was like a rambling. I was just <laughs> riding on the road one day. All right, here we go. <laughs> This Rupert, I'm out here, uh, I said, five, seven of them, meet me a big bite, you know. I thought it was kind of odd that I decided I was going to put tomatoes on it. So usually I, I just put, I like a little dab of mustard and some ketchup. But today I thought I'd put some, some ketchup on, some ketchup and tomatoes on it. Let me tell you, it's a taste sensation. It's, it's real odd, real odd. But I tell you, for your... For your audience, city podcast, there, whatever, whatever, the, whatever you got going there, I don't know. My cousin's playing it on the on the Bluetooth speaker box. I don't know. Anyway, y'all, y'all have a good day now, and and, and have a big bite. Is that good? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
Thank you so much, Robert. I believe that was Robert. And uh, it was kind of hard for me to hear you there, but I believe he says that he likes tomatoes and a little bit of mustard. Yeah. I, I, I could be wrong. I, call back and tell us. But yeah. I think he's think talking about pizza. Right. Um, oh, okay. But I've never had mustard on pizza. I'd, yeah. I'd give it a try. I'm a mustard fan. Yeah. That's my number one condiment. Just don't put pineapple on it. Yeah, no pineapples. <laughs> Which, by the way, like, like you said, how is that still going on to this <laughs> was, day? Yeah. We we touched a nerve. That was like episode one, <laughs> That I was think? episode two. Okay. All I right. think we briefly talked about pineapple on pizza. And yeah. We, we made a joke yeah. about it being the worst thing ever. And it just is And to this day, yeah. that is the most controversial right. thing we've ever said on and this I don't know podcast. about you, but I know me. Like, I don't really care. You know, <laughs> like, I'm not going to eat a pineapple pizza, but people do. That's going to bother me. But now I have to act like I care. <laughs> I say, you know, like, it's I'm like. I'm going to double down. All you pineapple <laughs> on pizza people, you can, you can just yeah. suck it. Yeah. You guys are horrible. <laughs> That was an amazing voicemail, though. That really was. Yeah. And Robert, we thank you so much for listening to us on your cousin's Bluetooth speaker box. <laughs> and hey, call back. Uh, yeah. Tell us more about this. Uh, I believe it's a pizza. This this uh, tomato like a, and, yeah. and mustard pizza. It sounded like a fake Southern accent to me. All right. I'll say that. I don't know. Well, there was a Robert that used to call in the Paul Feinbaum show. Okay. And in my greatest yeah. fantasy. I like to think this is the <laughs> same get, Robert. <laughs> well, we get like a bunch of fine bomb callers to call in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got Jim from Tuscaloosa. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and then we also had this one. Okay. Tommy, John, I love the show. Y'all doing a fantastic job. The only thing I think y'all need to do is have James Elmore as one of your He's a man of knowledge and wisdom. It'd be fantastic. It could bring a lot of information. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> that was our friend Casey. We think. Yeah. I'm I'm 100% certain. Who is James Elmore's booking agent. Yes. And uh, well, we, we, we attempted to get James on the show one time. You know what? Let's attempt to get him on the yeah. show right now. What okay. You You'll call him? I'm going to call him right now. Right live on the air. <laughs> What's up? James. Hey, man. Hey, this is uh, Tiny and John from the Earth Audi Podcast. How you doing? What's up, James? All right. You doing we're, all right? Yeah, you? Pretty good, pretty good. We're just wondering why you won't ever come on the podcast, man. <laughs> no, I haven't been there. I haven't been there in a while. You go, you go out to come on because Casey Dunaway won't he will not let us, yeah. He will not let us rest until not we have a, you on the podcast. There's not a day I talk to him he doesn't mention that you need to Has come on. Has he been on there yet? No. Has he been no. on No, we wouldn't let, ever let a guy like that on here. But, hey, you're actually on right now. Yeah. We got <laughs> you speak. You're yeah. on. You got anything you want to talk go. about? <laughs> You got anything you want to talk about? Oh, uh, well, you know, we can stay away from politics. That's too polarizing. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. What, what's the latest? I, yeah, I don't know. You had to track down any more burglars? No. No. Thank goodness. Yeah, I know. I got everything chained up to the max, though. So, so <laughs> made it a little difficult for <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you spend $10,000 changing your stuff up to save $2,000 worth of stuff, you know? <laughs> Oh, don't lie. You <laughs> got way more than that, James. Yeah, you can't hide your money. There, you can't hide all that money you got out there. School's starting up. Uh, How's that going? Yeah, right. Yeah, you having to Do work. What? How's Do school? Do what? Your kids behaving? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, that'll never act up. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Um, 
What is what would how would you describe the nature of yours and Casey's relationship? That's a good question. Of me and Casey? Yeah, because yeah. I mean, like, I mean, are y'all super good friends, or is he just like a super big fan of yours? You know, I tell you what, man, Casey, well, I think, he I think loves James Elmore. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is we we agree on just about everything. Okay, okay. Right. Well, that hey, From me and John, we agree on a lot of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, that definitely. Yeah. I mean, that helps. Yeah, Politics, right. Absolutely. Sport. I mean, you know, you name Second Amendment. The Second <laughs> Amendment. <laughs> you know, it's all, you know, it just about agree on everything. Right, so, right. And that helps out a lot. That's good. That's yeah. good. But, of course, I'd probably agree with y'all, too, on most, most stuff, too. Probably. Yeah. Maybe. Let me ask you yeah. this. <laughs> We're going to – have you heard of QAnon? Heard of what? QAnon. No. Okay. Okay. Well, man, I was. We haven't either. Gonna, <laughs> we're trying to find we, somebody that knows about it. We haven't either. Yeah. <laughs> we know nothing about it. Right. We've, yeah. No, that was a new one for me. I thought that was a trick question or something. No. 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 It was. Uh. It, just go. I tell you what. Google it and yeah. just uh, have a block you off of good forty five minutes and just have you a good old time. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah. Now we've had you on the podcast, James. So. What's, yeah, I've been there, you know. A big shout out to you know, Casey Dunaway for getting me on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. yeah, that's right. That's right. Hey. We'll send you a t shirt. <laughs> when we have them. Yeah. When we have t shirts, we'll send years you a t shirt. When we have t shirts, you'll get one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one thing. You gotta get me a t shirt. <laughs> hey, we gonna see you tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. All right. All right. I'll get a bulletin from you. All right. All right. Yeah. All right, man. See Take you, it Jay. easy. We love you, James. All right, All right man. Bye. Boom. That's a big moment. Great call. Who else you want to call? Let's call somebody else. <laughs> well, we're bumping up on time, but that was a lot of fun. Let's call Dieter and ask her why she doesn't listen to the show okay. anymore. But Libby may have her phone like playing a game or something, so Libby may answer. That'd be even That'd be better. Great. Hello? Hey. Why did, what did it say? Answer your phone what? Tiny's about to talk. Tiny is going to call. This is a tiny calling from Vaughn. We got you on the podcast. Yeah, this is a uh, tiny and John from the Earth Oddity Podcast. You, you may have heard today? of us. Hi, I'm great. We uh, we're wondering why you don't listen to the podcast anymore. We would like to apologize for anything we've done to offend yeah. you on the show. Um, um uh, I just don't make the time to do it. Uh huh. Right. So it's not important to you. <laughs> it's really my only excuse. It's just not important. Well, you know, sometimes I got to catch up on Big Brother and <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> such as that. The Bachelor. The Bachelor. Did we had you on to talk about The Bachelor, right? We did. Yeah. So yeah. you've been on this podcast. Really, yeah. the first guest we ever had. It was. And yeah. you've abandoned it. Yeah. I listened to that episode. What I would like to know, I mean, I just want to get a picture of how you could support me in losing all of our money in a restaurant, <laughs> but you won't listen to the podcast. That's the thing that, that I, I just need to know. Like, you're right there with me in the restaurant, but with this, you just can't get on board with it. What's going on? Well, yeah, y'all picked up so many viewers. Y'all, I mean, listeners, y'all don't need me. Oh, no, that's not true. Yeah. We need every single Yeah, we need every here. download we can get. <laughs> just go on and download it. You don't even have to listen. That's what I told my wife, but yeah. she don't download it yeah. either. <laughs> oh, I can do that. All right. Let me ask you this. What could we do to make the show better to become more appealing to not only you, but women in general? Right. Uh, how can we make our show better? 
um, decrease the poop stories. Okay. Done. Uh, yeah, we done. hadn't done a poop story in a while. We haven't had a poop story in no. months. <laughs> Did a whole Bigfoot thing you might enjoy. <laughs> a whole Bigfoot you thing. You would love the Bigfoot story we did last week. You might like it too much. Yeah. Okay, so no poop stories. That's fine. Look, I'm trying not to be as sexy as I can be because, you know, I don't want to bring in all the women listeners and, yeah, yeah. you know, put a lot of pressure on you or anything. So, but yeah. Thanks. I appreciate it. All right. Well, what you cooking for lunch? Um, I just fixed some pizza for the children. Oh, wow. Okay. Can I come? Sure. There's two pieces left. Two pieces left. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right, we're about done. We just were playing around. We called James Elmore, and then we thought we'd call you. I wanted to see what you would have to say about not listening to something your husband enjoys doing. Now I totally want to listen to listen to see what James Elmore said. Okay. All right, see? he's already Casey was right. He's already bringing in listeners. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I love you, baby. Okay, I love you. All right. Talk to you later. All right, bye-bye. Well. Well, there we go. Uptown. Anybody else you want to call? <laughs> well, I, I mean, let's do that. We should do that. <laughs> let's just randomly call people every week. Yeah. You know, just like out of the blue. Hey, out there, if you want us to, if you want us to call you and talk to you on yeah, the show, that's right. Hey, leave us, us a up. review. Leave us a review. Email us your phone number. You probably don't want to put your phone number in a review that's yeah, going to be on the internet. It's probably not a good thing. idea. But you can call us. You call us at 662. Can, hey, let me throw this number out yeah. there. 662-493-2059. And we'll call you a midday uh, on a Saturday and we can talk, you know, Absolutely. about whatever you want to talk about. This is your chance to have your voice heard on a podcast <laughs> by literally millions of people around the world i will say though our audience has at the very at the very minimum it tripled yeah yeah when we, we got when we when you know, joined the fringe right, radio network yeah. so and we don't shout them out enough we don't so yeah we we are very thankful to. The and fringe. they got a lot of interesting podcasts too you they want to check it out they they, they have a lot of really super interesting mm-hmm. stuff so I mean, I don't listen to them, but everybody I else to them. Tiny does. I don't yeah. listen to uh, anything except music and our <laughs> podcast. So, and every once in a while, a different one because that I have to review. You know? <laughs> yeah. I listen to one on medical coding one time. <laughs> well, anyway, you've been listening to the Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us. Apple mm-hmm. Podcast, Google Podcast, Acast, Overcast, Podcast Republic. A lot of cast. <laughs> a lot of cast. Thank you so much for downloading us. You can email the show, earthoddity at planetmail.net. That's right. You can tweet at us at underscore earthoddity. Follow us on Instagram, the exact right. same handle. What's that phone number, John? It's 662 493 2059. Call and leave us a voicemail. That's we would right. love to hear from you because you are the reason we do this show. That's right. And we hope everybody out there has a great week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Why are you still with me?